Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, let's get into the Redskins offseason grade, which came out via ESPN.com. They ranked all 32 teams, gave them a grade. For the Redskins, they gave them a B-, minus. reading a little bit of their assessment. Washington had to have a quarterback and drafted one in the top half of the first round without trading up. Will Dwayne Haskins be good, bad, or somewhere in between? Take a guess and you might be correct. As far as process goes, however, that critical part of this Redskins offseason seemed to go well. The answer is, if the guy is a good quarterback, they are geniuses, and if not, they are idiots, an exec said. Whether they moved up from 15 and got him at 8 or moved down and got him at 28 doesn't matter. Is he the right guy? A team that finished last season with Josh Johnson and Mark Sanchez as its quarterbacks will happily move forward with Haskins and acquisition Case Keenum while they figure out if Alex Smith will ever play again. They go on to talk about the addition of Landon Collins, missing out on C.J. Mosley, but not giving him $17 million a year, which was probably the right decision. B- minus the grade for the Redskins. I would have thought they got a B, at least. A lot of people are giving them an A for their offseason. Maybe this has something to do with the fact that in free agency, it was kind of Landon Collins and not much else. Yeah, that was the list, right? They also did lose more than we've talked about mm-hmm. recently. People forget Preston Smith, pretty good football player. Jamison Crowder, best wide receiver on the team over the last four years in terms of numbers and statistics combined. You, you are without some bodies that you had and the talent at wide receiver and at tight end, frankly, because of Reed's lack of durability, are both problematic when you've got a rookie quarterback needing playmakers to make them look good. So nobody's saying this team is ready to go win right now or, or put up 10 wins. But if you just grade their offseason, I would have thought you'd go higher than a B minus, which is just a hair above average. So that's actually where right where I would end up. Because the 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 ledger of positives, you touched on them, right? I I love the Landon Collins signing. The analytics folks and a lot of the uh the people that sort of cover this game, whether they be scouts, former scouts, etc., didn't love the signing. They've kind of they they roll their eyes and as you saw the exec the anonymous exec in that um, in that piece said it's a non-premium position, and they're paying a guy fourteen million bucks. What's next? That's dumb. I love the Collins signing. I'm a huge fan. The thing they're not getting enough credit for was the Case Keenum trade. It cost them so little, and it was their insurance policy to not have to overbid for Josh Rosen, not have to overbid for Dwayne Haskins or Daniel Jones or whomever. They just let someone fall to them because they were perfectly willing. I really believe to go into next season with that guy, him and Colt McCoy doing it. If the right situation didn't come to them. It gave them an out. Give them leverage. It did. And it allowed them to not have to get desperate. I still advocate that I I didn't like the move, frankly, because I would have rather them just traded for Josh Rose. For Keenum? Yep. Instead of going and getting Keenum and feeling comfortable, now they ultimately get Haskins, so it doesn't matter. But go get Rosen and... Just move along. I mean, you don't have to worry about anything. You use less resources to it. But I, as it turned out, I see your point. Well, our conversation we were having for weeks was correct. It, it took nothing to get Josh Rosen. Yeah, it, and it kept going down because the Cardinals really misplayed it. So their their overall balance sheet for an offseason to me: a couple first round picks, 
adding a quarterback, Keenum, Landon Collins, I'm a fan. So that right there, high grade. To me, a couple things have there are fireworks going off, there are flares going on, alarms are going off, their skill guys are inadequate, they have no weapons on offense. I'm talking about from the receiver tight end spots. Guys that are gonna catch passes to me are 31st out of 32 in the league. Upgrade, panic, get rid of Vernon Davis, sign somebody, try. They didn't. They did nothing. That's what knocks it down to a B-minus for me. Well, there's another area we never talk about where they have become, I think, woefully inadequate and where they've gotten a lot worse. And for some reason, nobody seems to care. And that is the departure of Ty Inseki to Buffalo Mm. as a swing tackle, a critical position for a team. Enter Eric Flowers. Problem solved, right? Well, I I don't even think he's going to be their swing tackle. No, he's going to be a guard. In fact, I don't think they're going to play him a tackle at all. I think Jerron Christian is their swing tackle. That's probably just as bad as what you saw Eric Flowers doing with the Giants. Yeah. Now, maybe he gets a lot better. And if he does, by the way, we don't know. We haven't seen him. They have. Maybe they're right and we're wrong. And he's had an unbelievable offseason. And he's Morgan Moses 2.0. Where in his first year, he looks like a lost puppy dog. And in his second year, he's a stalwart, stay-at-home, standout tackle who could play 16 games for you. But in Seki, look at his game log over the last few seasons. I really believe this is an underrated storyline for this offseason. Not just games played, but starts. He has made, on average, five starts a year over the last three years. The notion that they're not going to need a third tackle to start a quarter of the season, I think, is foolish. You don't have one right now. Mm. Trent Williams never plays 16 games, and Morgan Moses has somehow. I don't know how, but gets hurt every possession. With tape and gum, yeah. So you look at the offseason they had, and you say, well, the, the, the big addition, the Landon Collins signing was masterful. Great. Other than that, it's Dominique Rodgers-Cromartie, who may or may not make the team. How much does he have left? It's Eric Flowers, who might start or could get cut, and there's just as good a chance of either. It's Brian Quick coming back and you know, re-upping with Adrian Peterson to help out Darius Geis. Mostly smaller moves, but there are some, some warts there. The one other thing from the offseason that doesn't get mentioned here. I thought it was important that they try to do a little better at defensive coordinator than Greg Minuski. Not necessarily in my own opinion that they had to, but it seemed to me like they were hell-bent on doing it early on. And let's not forget they struck out. They interviewed a bunch of guys. Minuski sat in on interviews weirdly. The whole thing was very strange. No, I didn't actually ask you to prom. I asked you if you were interested in going to prom with somebody. We were eviscerating them yeah. and clubbing them, I think yeah. fairly and correctly, at the beginning of the offseason. That's all part of this. It's not just a, where did you get better on the field? Where did you get worse? That's a good point. I was just looking at the balance sheet. You're right. That whole saga was awkward at best. Everything having been said, I still give their offseason a B. Because you've gone from the end of the year with Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson to right now Haskins and Keenum at the most important position on the field. So to me, B-minus is a little bit bearish on this team. <laughs> ESPN gives the Redskins offseason a B minus. I'm giving them a B. Danny liked the B minus mark. For me, I would have liked to have done a little more in free agency. What keeps it from an A is you didn't add enough impact talent. I think the draft was an A. Montez Sweat is an A type acquisition. Dwayne Haskins has a chance at a position of import to be an A type addition. But I thought they could have done a little more in free agency. Landon Collins, awesome. Loved that. Find me a left guard that you can count on that's not Eric Flowers. You know, Go get me a swing tackle that doesn't cost a whole lot of money that it started somewhere the last couple of years who can replace Inseki. 
I don't know. How about a wide receiver who's caught 60 balls at some point or gone for 600 yards? There was money to be spent that they elected not to. Not really sure why. If they go find someone who gets cut or they were to, like, say, bring in Jermaine Curse today, who's still available, who played for the Jets uh, and has been productive in this league with Seattle. That's the kind of guy I'm talking about. It would even bump up the grade a little bit more. That's a guy that can help you that'll play this season. But they haven't done that, and so I'm kind of waiting for that move. Yeah, to me, the I needed them to be desperate. I needed them to be desperate on offense, and they weren't. They they feel very comfortable. Now, they went and got Keenum and Haskins, and I again, I think that is to their credit. They deserve credit for that process. I'm a fan of how both those things transpired. They gave themselves an out. They gave themselves leverage, a cushion. They didn't have to overspend for anybody. That is smart, shrewd, good business. Nice job, excellent. Landon Collins, same deal. Overall draft, very positive about it. To me, the head scratcher, and again, I hate it sounds like I'm picking on the guy. I love him. He's, he's a great story. He's he's been tremendous. But of their top ten salary cap hits this year, at minimum, six or seven will not live up to that contract. That's not just not the way to do business. You can't succeed in the NFL doing that. Remember, we went through that, where that's Alex Smith, and then Josh Norman, Richardson, Vernon Davis, Mason Foster, etc. You needed to make some hard choices. Because you didn't have anything better in the building, you needed to go out and upgrade, and they didn't do well, it. Well, I advocated for releasing Mason Foster all offseason, and they didn't, and they look right, and I would have made a mistake, I suppose, because Ruben, Ruben Foster. Foster got hurt. Now, I'd say this. They just went and got John Bostic. I think John Bostic probably is about the same level as Mason Foster, to be honest Similar with you. Similar players. I yeah. think you could find a lot of guys that could give you what Mason Foster does, and if you disagree with me, that's okay. I would have said the same thing about Will Compton. You know, people will tell you Will Compton was this like can't miss important player in the locker room. Well, he goes to Tennessee. He's not anywhere right now. He doesn't have a job. There's a reason why guys with talent, whatever you think about Zach Brown, he gets signed pretty quickly to a few million dollars a year. And for guys like Mason Foster, Will Compton, who aren't fast, don't have the athleticism or the foot speed, good tacklers, middle of the the box of a formation. Those guys are kind of growing on trees at this point in this league. They make a lot of stay-at-home linebackers who are sure tacklers. Let's go across the board, though, by position. Did they get better or worse this offseason? Quarterback, with Keenum in and Haskins in, you can make the case maybe they've made the biggest upgrade of anywhere. Not if you're counting on last year at this time with Alex Smith, but based on week 17 and where they were. Yeah, knowing there's no Alex Smith available. If he was, you'd, you'd go, why do they do this? Well, he's not. That that leg is very, very broken. That's the largest gap. That's the Nationals catcher of positions where they upgraded. Running back, they're a lot better because Darius Geis is healthy, and they drafted Bryce Love in the fourth round. They also re-signed Adrian Peterson. They could have let Peterson walk, and mm-hmm. it would be a bunch of younger guys. It would be Darius Geis, Chris Thompson, Samaje P. Ryan, Bryce Love. Instead, they kept one veteran to kind of run that room and to be the safety net. If Geis isn't 100%, if Love is redshirted, if P. Ryan or Thompson, uh, in the case of P. Ryan, doesn't make the team or, or you know, Thompson has some injuries. So Adrian Peterson coming back's big, but they're a lot better at running back, I think, than they were last year. 100%. That position group all of a sudden has some depth to it. It's got some excitement to it. That's a good position group. Wide receiver, they have taken a pretty marked step back, and they didn't have any room to do so. They were already bad there. You lose Jamison Crowder. You lose Maurice Harris. And if you want to say that he's just okay, you're probably right. But he's okay, and he's the only guy last year on the team that had a 10-catch, 100-yard game. He was productive at times 
here in Washington, and I think he could make the Patriots. Josh Doxson, Paul Richardson are your holdover projected starters. The only guy you really added was Terry McLaurin into the starting caliber mix. Kelvin Harmon has a chance to push. So there's two rookies in this group now. But the best guy you had over the last few years in terms of consistency is in New York with the Jets and Jamison Crowder. Yeah, this is the area for me. This is the one. This is the one where I go, why is there not more upset, alert, frustration, desperation to improve this position? They got worse at a spot they couldn't afford to get worse at. If you lose, for the sake of argument, one of your three defensive linemen for whatever reason, because you know what? We couldn't afford to pay Matt Ioannidis. We let him walk in free agency. You'd go, that's a loss because he's really good, but you can get by with two studs in, in Payne and, and Allen and like a Jag as their third guy. This was a group that was already bad that they let get worse. Well, now I will say this in fairness. If McLaurin is a stud, let's say, I, mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily is going to be. I think he'll be a special teams ace with some speed. Let's say Kelvin Harmon, you hit on in the sixth round, and he becomes a great story. What does that look like? Really good. Uh, as a rookie, mm-hmm. he's not a pro bowler, but let's say he catches 50 balls as a rookie or 45 balls as a rookie. He basically gives you what Josh Doxson did his second season, catches four or five touchdowns. Then you have a chance that you actually made some strides with that group. But if I would have told you in December when you and I were just eviscerating the wide receiver group every chance we got, they're going to lose two guys and not replace – any of them with veterans, they're going to draft a guy in the third round who's a special team and bring stalwart. back Brian Quick. And, and a sixth rounder <laughs> who falls in the draft. I don't know that we would have believed that. On the offensive line, they took a very small step forward. I think what they did that was really well, their depth is a lot better. You know, Ross Piercebaker and Wes Martin, their fifth and fourth rounders respectively who can play guard and maybe some center if need be. Those guys are better than the the Zach Curran, Casey Dunn, like random scrap heap guys that were on the roster that no longer probably will be. We're at Redskins Park going, who's that? But they're starting five. Trent Williams, Rulier, Sheriff, Moses, and I'd guess Eric Flowers or maybe one of those rookies. It only got a little bit better. They didn't invest money there at all. They, they kind of threw a couple mid-round draft picks at a problem. So I would say that by way of baby steps, their offensive line's better. But maybe not. I mean, again, Inseki is out who plays a lot, and they didn't replace him. So you could make the case tackle more important than guard. They got worse at third tackle, and they got better at third guard. I'd rather be better at third tackle. I I think for the immediate moment, they took a small step back, but with some upside. Because you invest in a guy like Martin, Pierce Baker, uh, you know, a reclamation project like Flowers. So on paper right now, you would say Ty Inseki did it. Was pretty good, not at right tackle, but at left tackle was solid. Gave you some flexibility. You took a little step back because you don't have him, but there's a chance that there's more upside in that group. Fair? Fair. Defensive line, you didn't have to do anything. It was already terrific. You didn't re-sign Matt Ioannidis. I think that was his smart move. In the linebacking core, you lose Preston Smith. You gain Montez Sweat on the outside. You got maybe better, certainly didn't fall back from a pass rushing standpoint. You got worse stopping the run on the outside. At the inside spot, you've already lost Reuben Foster. Zach Brown is no longer here. So your inside linebacking group is probably Mason Foster and Sean Dion Hamilton or John Bostick starting for one of those two guys. I would say you got worse at inside linebacker. I think you definitely did. And again, you've got upside there, right? You've got Cole Holcomb, who's should have 
been a better prospect. I, I, I can't figure out what the wrinkle is with the guy. Highly productive college player that ran pretty fast. Undersized, you know? maybe. Maybe a little bit undersized, but again, he wasn't invited to the combine. Just kind of curious to me. You'd figure a guy like that's a fifth or sixth round pick. But you've got young kids there, and Sean Deion Hamilton, Josh Harvey Clemens, Bostic, the veteran you mentioned, and then Holcomb. But balance sheet-wise, that, that's 100 tackles for a part-time player in Zach Brown last year that you've got to replace. Cornerback. Basically, you you stayed the same. I mean, if you want to say that DRC ends up helping them, then they're better. Dominic Rogers, Cromartie. I don't know that that's a lock. I mean, they're certainly not worse. Fabian Moreau got experience. Quinton Dunbar theoretically should be healthier. Greg Stroman coming off a seventh round pick rookie season, you'd think, is going to be better off for that. And you drafted another seventh rounder. Second straight year, you think a guy in the seventh round at that spot's going to make your team in Jimmy Moreland. So you're certainly not worse. I just don't know how much better you got. And then safety, theoretically, you're a lot better. Safety, you go get Landon Collins. Issue being you you lose Swearinger at the end of last season, so Collins will replace him. But you don't have another guy to play next to DJ Swearinger. Mm-mm. I guess Monte Nicholson is going to be the first dude to yeah. get a crack at TBD, that. TBD, right? We'll see. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 